Welcome to United Hope for Humanity, episode 28. Um, This episode we're going to be discussing and listening um, to some stories and a lot of lyrics, a lot of songs that touch on a very touchy subject for veterans, which is suicide. Now I know it's been happening recently again, but the truth of the matter is it happens every day in places we don't hear about that we might not ever hear about, but the only comfort we can take is in each other. Now, when we were going through basic training and AIT training and all that stuff, we had battle buddies, and I know I spoke about this on another podcast. Battle buddies, you know, you said it in basic and AIT, be like, come here, battle, hey, battle. Battle buds for life. And that's a bond. And then throwing that bond of brothers and sisters together, young, older, all kinds of uh, ethnicities, you form a strong bond. And when that bond feels threatened that their family, their military family is threatened, they want to take care of each other. And just because we get out of the service doesn't mean we don't want to take care of each other. So the first thing I want to do is make sure you give this a listen, please. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it'll help somebody you know. If you know of a veteran, share this podcast with them, whether they say they need it or not. Just give them, let them listen to it. Say there's some pretty dope songs on there, you know? There are some pretty good songs on here, songs that really will make you misty. Um, But there is... You know, by you sharing this, I'm also going to include at the uh, end of the... I'm sorry, my dog keeps rummaging around. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to be giving out the uh, suicide hotline as well as a suicide text chat we can now do, which I know a lot of us, um, veterans especially, are more comfortable, especially in this day and age, um, texting rather than talking on the phone. It just seems more normal to us been more normalized so there's even a text option where you don't have to speak you don't have to be afraid if they're going to hear your tears you they won't hear it you know all that they're going to hear is whatever you text and you are anonymous you don't have to give them your name you don't even have to give them your your rank your you know were you in the marines army you don't have to give them any of that Look, I served, I want to be completely anonymous, and I want to get this off my chest. It's like talking to a friend who has severe insomnia (laughs) and is around 24-7. I kid you not. You know, these people at the hotline that, that volunteer are really, really there to help us. Now, some of them are military. I would say quite a lot of them. I would say from the one times that I've tried to get through and, you know, just get some questions asked. I wanted to test the response time. I wanted to see what the kind of mannerisms were. I wanted to see how it worked. They responded very quickly. They did not push for me to identify myself. They just wanted to ask how my day was going, how my life was going. What am I interested in? What have I been doing? So... It's me and far other programs across the world. Some um, are all, or I would say most, 
are starting with ourselves. We're helping each other. There's no program like this. There's no program for what I'm doing in the name of United Hope for Humanity to be able to offer all this information and hope for free, 100% free. Because nobody should ever have to pay for sanity or happiness just to be happy in life. Nobody deserves it more than a suicidal veteran. So, without further ado, we're going to start off how we usually do with some music. And you'll hear, hear the stories in between. Alright, here we go. a young soldier take his seat on the plane and the guy by the window said son what's your name he said hi I'm Jimmy just back from overseas when these boots touch down in Texas I'm gonna drop to my knees cause I ain't seen my wife 18 months and 14 days The man smiled at him and said Well, let me be the first to say Welcome home Welcome home It's good to have you back where you belong You fought hard for this land you love Thank you for all of us We're proud to call you one of our own Welcome home Then the man looked away and said I know how you must feel I spent two long years in Vietnam When I got back to Jacksonville signs and picket lines and some girls spit in my face hey I was just a kid trying to make this world a safer place then his voice started trembling in his eyes I saw a tear he said I didn't need a hero's welcome but it sure been nice to hear welcome home Welcome home It's good to have you back where you belong You fought hard for this land you love And I thank you for all of us We're proud to call you one of our own Welcome home Well, the band was playing and the crowd was cheering as we came walking through that gate. Then the soldier stopped and turned to the man standing near him, saluted him and said, Sir, I know it's a little late, but welcome home. Welcome home It's 
good to have you back where you belong. You fought hard for this land you love, and I thank you for all of us. We're proud to call you one of our own. We're so proud to call you one of our own. t 
Alright, so a brief um, <laughs> straying from the program here. I wanted to make sure I got this number out, and I will be saying it multiple times around this podcast, depending how long it is. Um, the Veterans Crisis Line, which is the anonymous line anyone can call who is suicidal, or if you're having ideation, I would say call. If you're having any problem, if you are doubtful, call. <laughs> That's... That's the best advice I can give you. So the number is 1-800-273-8255. Wait for the prompt and then press the number one. Or if you want to be really, really, really anonymous, like you're paranoid about things, you um, are big on security measures and safety measures and protection, then I would say send a text. And the number you would do that to is 838 Again, send a text, put in the two box, 838-255, and just start talking. They're there 24-7. I checked it out. All right, on with the show.
barricade is coughing onto the plane Gave a salute as I read off his name We packed away that awful bag And the silver star that he got from his dad It was one old man when we got off the plane No one there for him to greet The whole damn company shook his head Brother, see the sun you will never see
those of you who've seen the movie, that fall we did, this is where it all started, right there. And we we pinballed through this this uh, grove of trees for about 200 yards. I landed on my back, and I broke my back in multiple places, broke my pelvis, and Mikey landed on his face. I remember he crushed his face pretty bad because when he sat up to look at me, it was, you know, all bloody or whatever. He turned around. Well, that's when they hit us with the rockets and the mortars, and our world just kind of started blowing up around us. Well, that's, it was time to go to work, all right? And at no point in time did, was any of our, my teammates afraid of anything. At no point in time did anybody stall in the door, so to speak. They didn't, they didn't kind of back up and say, hey, I don't want to be in this. It was, hey, this is what we're here to do. Let's do this. About an hour and a half into this, this gun battle, Danny had broken both his femurs. He had a compound fracture on one of his tip fibs and he had shot four times that I know of. So I was dragging him. In the movie, they kind of portrayed this the right way, but except for one piece, and that's where we were separated, he didn't die alone. Any and, and all my guys that got killed, I was right there. Well, I picked him up over my shoulder to take the brunt of this fall. And when I turned around to take the fall, I spun him right into a bullet. I shot him right in the back of the head, blew his head off, killed him right then and there. Well, I wasn't ready for his dead weight. And when he fell over the top of me, it collapsed me. And I flipped off of this, this rock embankment and face planted into this boulder. I broke my nose real bad, shoved it through my face, actually. And I bit my tongue in half and I swallowed it. And that totally incapacitated me. I was, I was on all fours. I mean, like a bitch trying to throw that thing up, man. I finally got it up. I bit, I put it in between my teeth and bit down on it again so I wouldn't swallow it. And Mikey was out on this boulder, just like the movie. He was out on this no cover, no nothing, and crawled out to this, this embankment to make our uh, sat phone call. He was sitting up and took two rounds through the chest, spun him like a top, dropped him on his face. And this bothered me. He was my best friend. Had been for a long time. We've been through a lot of stuff together. I mean, I, you know, I loved him. I never told him I loved him while he was alive because, guys, we just don't do that. But, you know, I'm, I'll see him again soon, probably one of the first things I tell him. And then he started screaming my name for help. You could hear a lot of AK fire into his area, a lot of uh, RPGs. I mean, they were laying it on him pretty hard because I couldn't get to him. It was too steep. And he had that sat phone up next to his ear, and he got shot right between the shoulder blades, dropped him around on his face. Normally. To break a Navy SEAL, you have to kill us. That's why we make it into our training. That's why we can call ourselves SEALs, because the only way you're going to break us is to kill us. I snapped right there, like a twig, like a little bitch. I couldn't handle I couldn't stand to hear him die. They killed him. I never saw him again, ever. I caught up uh, with Axe. He was a couple hundred yards below me, and an RPG hit behind him separated us, blew him one way, blew me another. I never saw him again for the rest of my life. It knocked me out again. When I came to, I was laid over the backside of this rock. I was upside down. My pants, med gear, kit, GPS, compass, all that stuff was gone. I had a harness on, had one magazine with 11 rounds in it. I went out there with 13 magazines of 30 rounds. I rolled over, I was paralyzed from the waist down. I started crawling, pull, using my elbows. I started pulling myself through the dirt into the side of this ravine. Well, I got up, man, the sun was going down, and I just started, I started to crawl. Well, I was in bad shape, I was dying. I didn't know what to do. And I was laying in this tree, uh, looking at the moon, and feeling sorry for myself. And I must lay there, and I was thinking, my brother's a Navy SEAL too. I got a twin brother, he's a Navy SEAL. And I was thinking about him a lot, and my teammates, and everything that I, uh, all the training that I'd been through. And I, I laid there, I was like, 
You're being a bitch. Get up. Let's go. That's exactly what I said. What was I going to do? Lay down there and die? I wasn't going to do that. I definitely wasn't going to feel sorry for myself. And I kept thinking, I was like, all right, I'm still alive, man. I'm alive. I mean, they, they fought and died. I'm still alive. So the mission is still on. Let's go. So I reached out and I grabbed a rock. And I reached out as far as I could and I drew a line in the dirt in front of me. I was like, I'm gonna crawl to that till my feet hit it. If I'm still alive, I'm gonna do it again. And that's what I did. I'd draw a line, crawl to it, my feet would hit it. I'd fall down a hill, I'd crawl up another hill, I'd draw another line. And I did that for seven miles. When it was an option, when I was out there and I shot, I laying down there, and somebody was like, well, why didn't you quit? Because that's not an option, all right? That's not what I am. You understand what I mean? So if I, I'm a Navy SEAL, I'm a gunfighter, I'm a, I'm a warfighter, and if I get shot and I can pick myself up, I'm gonna pick myself up to you shoot me again and kill me. Basically, I'm not gonna stop, ever, period, until you take everything away from me. You strip it all away. That's the way we're trained. From the day you go into training, they take away everything that you are and that you ever were and they mold you back up to what they want you to be. You accept the fact that you're a, you're a football player. So why in the hell would something prevent you from doing that and doing what you're supposed to be doing on the field? That wasn't my job. The Navy SEAL wasn't my job. That's what I am. If you're a damn football player and a good one, that's what you are. It's not what you do. And if you're a part of something to where you, your whole livelihood and everything you depends on another man, that's where that bond comes from. Everybody knows that a bond is forged in adversity, right? But rely on each, on each other, man. Love each other as a team. Ain't nobody out here that you ain't willing to sacrifice everything for. Every day, man, what do you got? You got some, you're gonna walk through me, man. You better bring some help. That's what you gotta think. Cause I got my boys right here. We're about to find out who, who's what. That's where you gotta be, man. Like it's gonna take everything you got to get to the end of this field. You better pray to God you put the work in. Because I have. All right. So let's do a brief rest period here. Um, again, I want to put out the veteran crisis number. It is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Wait for the prompt and then press the number one. Or if you like to text better, you can send a text to 838-255. Again, send a text to 838-255. And their response time uh, from when I tested and went through it um, was amazing. Very, very quick. I'm talking. I get quicker text messages from them than I do my own spouse. So, <laughs> yeah, it's that quick. So, give it a shot. Now... To go over what we just saw, which was Marcus Luttrell Lone Survivor speech, and, and apparently it was made into a movie. I've yet to see it, though I, I definitely want to see it now. But the speech that I like is where he thinks he's dying, or he knows he's hurt, he's badly hurt, and he still keeps hiding to live. He's fighting to live. Um, and when he's tired, he rests. A little and then he wakes up and realizes you either stay there and die which is just like what the suicide ideation is you either stay there and die or you pick yourself up step by step inch by inch and get out of it crawl out of that shit crawl out of that darkness 
that suicide ideation is the beginning of the darkness. And I don't mean beginning like you're starting to dig a hole. The hole's already at least three to six feet deep. So, again, text 838-255. Somebody cares. Everybody cares. And you've battled so much. You've made it through wars. You've made it through con- controversies. You've made it through a lot of stuff in life, before the military, during and after. You owe it to yourself. You survived all that. Why are you going to give it up for them or for anyone? You are more precious than you could even ever ever fathom. You as a human being, you as your kind heart, your giving heart. Don't sacrifice yourself when you're at a place where you can be better. I'm not going to lie. It takes a lot to try and even get better to the floor out of that hole. And even if you're sitting by the hole, making small progress to get away from it, get away from the depression, get out of the house for the day, buy a guitar or a harmonica or something that makes music and get involved with music. Even the music apps, the free ones that you can like, you know, have digital beats and stuff. Music is healing. Music has helped me through a lot of my traumas um, when I was working through them and I still continually do. Um, that's, I believe that's always a lifelong battle, all the traumas that you've uh, endured from childhood on. You uh, were endowed with that, I guess. So, uh, once again, text 838-255. Give this text number to any veteran, all veterans. Whether they think they need it or not. Have it posted on the bases. You know, posted at all the VA centers. I mean, yeah. But, so let's go on with that. I just want to make sure that you got the gist of what I wanted to relay to you out of that song. that Or that pitch, that lone survivor speech. As soldiers, we're trained. You get hurt. You, you get to hiding. You get yourself better. And you keep going. Depression and suicidal ideation are the same. You get hurt. You get shot emotionally. Right? You're disfigured emotionally. Because of the war. Because of what you saw. Because of how many... The body count you saw. Or just your buddies, your friends dying in front of you hard to cope with that but you did not make it through that and your buddy didn't die for that only for you to take your life you owe him or her you owe all of the collective ones that have before you you owe them that you are more precious and you can bring more to the world than you can even begin to imagine right now if you just first work on yourself work on the demons getting them out painting singing making music I don't care how you sing I don't care if you're flat as can flat can be or if you have no idea that you can't sing at ultra high frequencies <laughs> you know do what you love to do and music is very healing you get a guitar tell you what don't even don't even bother with lessons 
You know what you do? You put your fingers on different spots, different strings. You experiment. And you make a sound. Maybe you make a bad sound and you'll learn from that. And you'll learn. You're training your ear to listen for the beauty of the notes. And while you're learning to do that, I believe that helps you through the suicidal ideations in training your brain and recognizing what it is. And then, okay, how do I dig out of this? I need to write about it. I need to sing about it. I need to, uh, you know, create something, some artwork from this. Something. A song. A sad song, even. Just get it out there. That's how you take the inches out of the darkness. It's tough, but you're worth it. And you've made it through all this just to give up now. No. You're stronger you're better and you are definitely more worth it than that so I'll get out my soapbox I know I kind of went on a long rant I apologize but I'm very passionate about these things people people take life for granted and I want everyone to have a shot at a happy life so without any further ado let's continue back on to the show Got old glory hanging out in my garage And one on the chrome post flying in my yard I got a patch on my jacket, says a hundred and first And a sticker on my bumper Says don't mess with her These colors don't lie
never will and never have and you better be glad these colors don't run suicide among veterans is 22% higher than for people who never served in the military it's not the obvious reason you'd think. The rates of suicide are just as high among vets who never deployed to a war or saw combat. But it's a really complex thing to study because suicide remains a pretty rare event. And you can't ever ask someone who has actually taken their own life about the reasons. According to the VA's most recent data, that 22% stat is veterans compared to people who have never served. Breaking that number down into male and female veterans highlights a shocking statistic. Male veterans kill themselves at a rate 19% higher than civilian men. Female veterans die by suicide at a rate 150% higher than civilian women. Pretty clearly because veteran women are so much more likely to own and know how to handle firearms than civilian women. It's worth highlighting the high suicide rate among male vets is also connected to gun use, since guns are much more often fatal than pills or other methods. But talking about limiting access to guns gets controversial really quick. Some vets have designed their own safeguard, a sort of designated driver for their guns. When they're feeling low, they call a trusted buddy to take their guns out of the house or give their spouse the key to the gun safe. That prevents a spontaneous, fatal decision in a dark moment. The Department of Veterans Affairs is also taking action. In 2017, they rolled out a futuristic program called ReachVet, which uses predictive analytics to check in on veterans who meet a profile for suicide. The program is making more than 1,000 calls a week. Still, the VA knows that they're not reaching enough veterans. Of the 20 veterans who die by suicide each day, 14 were not getting VA care, which shows that maybe VA care helps, but it needs to be reaching more vets.
welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our show. I know I definitely did. Um, just to put it out there one more time, the Veterans Crisis Line is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Wait for the prompt and then press the number one. Or if you want to text, you're a big texter, um, then text to the number 838-255. That's 838-255. And like I said, the success rate of getting through is insanely quick. So I hope you will help me on my journey to help as many suicidal or suicidal ideation veterans or just struggling veterans. I want to help as many as possible. And I can only do that if you share this or if you share the number. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to promote me. I'm not trying to get any money from this. It's costing me money to do this actually. But, um, I do it because this is what I love to do. I love to help. And in order for me to have a bigger expansion and be able to help more is to get you guys who know where the, these people are that are suffering. You may recognize them in your own families, your friends, work circles. It's very difficult to approach such a sensitive topic. But just by, you know, giving them a number, saying, hey, found this number, something about veteran benefits or something, you know? It, it can be disguised. I mean, I would rather do that because then if there is nothing wrong with that veteran, then that'll be a very short call. And um, at least the veteran will have that number in the future should he or she need it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of veterans might not seek help because they're afraid of stigma. They're afraid of the title. They feel, we feel like we've let ourselves and the military down by becoming these injured soldiers which was not any of ours wish by any means we didn't want this this is a tragedy and and repercussion of um, what we went through in our time serving and you know what I do it all over again I don't regret that but the thing that I'm regretting these days is not reaching out to more veterans. So I'm going to vow to do more and go to my local VA once a week at a minimum and, um, you know, talk to some of the people and try and share this podcast information and share the um, suicide hotline number and stuff like that. Um, If they have a veteran that's depressed, I can try and, you know, give a little bit of advice. Music, if you ever like, if if anyone likes music, and you have the inkling towards creating music. That's all you need to dig yourself out of that hole of suicide. You need to feel worthy again. And you don't. Or they don't. But they need to feel worthy. And they are. They're precious. They're heroes. They've made it through some tough, tough shit. You know? War is, is, is ugly. And um, we as a country, we as a... As a group of veterans, owe more to our brothers and sisters in the armed forces. So help me get this message along. Pass the number along. Again, 1-800-273-8255. And then press number 1. Of course, 
you could just give them the 1-800 number without pressing the 1. They'll be able to figure it out. Um, or you can do discreet text message, sending uh, the message, put in the 2 box, 838-255. That number again is 838-255. And with that, um, my heart goes out to all of you affected by suicide veterans or veterans that are uh, families of veterans that are dealing with that if you see something reach in always try never give up on them and the main thing is they need to not give up on themselves that's the biggest thing biggest biggest step to fighting the depression with the suicidal ideation and then suicidal thoughts. Someone has to feel worthy and good and like they have purpose again to get out of that. And it takes time. It takes doing the emotional work, the emotional work on your traumas that you have to learn to accept, forgive, and dismiss them. Now, your traumas will always affect you, whether it's in a major way or a minor way, with time and meditation, things like that, I found I feel a lot better about things today than I did even two years ago. And definitely better than like five years ago. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Music helps. Get involved with music. Make sure they know that they're special. They're appreciated. They're welcomed home. Me, when I first came back from my first tour to war in Iraq uh, in the 2003 time period, very kickoff war, um, I came back and we had, there was like a group of maybe four or five uh, military wives there who were there to greet us. And they greeted us and we all sat down and then they all said, welcome home and clapped. At that moment, I broke out into tears. And they, of course, came over because a couple of us were emotional about that. You know, we're a group of mixed men and women, but um, they comforted us and said, we know you don't feel like you did anything, but you did such a big thing. And we're welcoming you home. And it was just the most beautiful experience. It was pure. But that's the kind of thing that brings a soldier back to life someone saying, hey, I care about you. I give a damn. I really would hate to not have you around anymore, you know, to go to freaking Taco Bell with on Tuesday nights, or it would suck to never see you again, man. I can't go through life like that. You gotta get them back by any means necessary, but use the magical phrase. You care about them, and you really do, but make sure they know that. Till next time, guys.